Rutherford Issues, Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Back on the show and uh, welcoming in our guest, along with State Representative Mike Sparks, who is joining us here on the phone. So uh, I didn't know Mike was going to be with us there. So uh, John and Ramona, if you want to put on those headphones so we can hear uh, Mike and what he's got to say. Mr. Sparks, how are you, sir? Hey, doing good, Brian. Doing good. I'm sorry not to give you a little heads up. We just got through with session and um, just walked through the tunnel. And I wanted to thank them for coming in. I think the the topic that they're going to talk about is important, about the Constitution, about the uh, First Amendment, Second Amendment, and the entire Constitution, which, as a lawmaker, I think is under threat. Um, So I want to thank them for for doing that, and thank them for showing up last week. We had a um, an event, a Second Amendment Constitution event at Parkway Baptist Church. So, shout out to my pastor, uh, Brother Shelby Hazard, and Marty Luffman, who helped organize it, and John Harris of Tennessee Firearms, and uh, Representative Jay Reedy, who drove 200 mile round trip just to come out and talk about his legislation. So. Um, just want to thank them for coming in and filling in for me uh, as we're up here uh, doing the people's business here at the state capitol. Well, very good. Are you going to hang in here with us and ask a few questions, I, or have you got? Yeah, uh, I can. Yeah, I can, I can okay. hang on. Well, let's uh, let's bring in John Taylor. He is uh, the grassroots coordinator with uh, the Convention of States Action, and Ramona DeSalvo, the state director of legislative affairs, and joining us here. And um, so, Mike, kind of. Uh, how did we get started here with this uh, topic for today? And then, then we'll let um, John and Ramona kind of talk about the group. Well, I, I think the, the they they were at event. La- they were at the same event that, that we put together last week, and we got to talking there. And I appreciate what they're doing. And I think um, uh, every American should appreciate what they're doing because the Constitution is basically the, the the basis of our republic. And if we don't have that, if we don't have the First Amendment. This is over with. I mean, it is over with, and uh, the right to uh, to free expression is extremely important. So I appreciate their passion. Uh, and up here, you know, you you don't see a lot of lobbyists lobbying for we the people. So that's why I appreciate them. I've known them for years, and they're they have two convictions. They're not they're not hired guns, not hired contract lobbyists to go do this role. They're doing it because it's in their soul, it's in their conviction, it's in their heart, and they believe in what they're doing. Um, so I, I just want to thank them for um, for really doing the the people's business and what our forefathers would be appreciative of them uh, of their efforts. Yeah. Um, well, let's start, uh, ladies first here. Ramona, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. Good to have you. And uh, John, uh, kind of explain the the work of the organization, if you don't mind. Uh, well. Uh, I think Ramona has a has a better definition okay. for us, so I I am going to defer to the lady sure. also in the room. So Ramona, you go. I'm the I'm the rah rah guy. You're the I'm rah rah. The, guy. I'm the cheerleader, and anybody in across Tennessee that uh, talks to me knows that I am passionate about convention of states and uh so they get the, they get the fire hose when they get me on the phone <laughs> and uh ramona is the one that comes along and explains everything for us uh she is uh in depth with uh, article five uh which is uh, an article that uh, gives the people the right to come back and make suggestions for how to um, how to improve our uh, constitution and work uh, uh, better with all the folks across the country. 
Well, I'm glad you said you're the rah-rah person. That explains the pom-poms. Uh, so. <laughs> well, I was the best school spirit back at Glencliff High School, so uh, take that for what it's there you worth. There you go. There you go. So, uh, Ramona, kind of give uh, – I mean, there are probably a lot of folks who are not familiar with the organization, so you can help educate us a bit. Convention Estates Project is uh, a national organization, national nonprofit. It's a project of the Citizens for Self-Governance where the purpose of it is to build a grassroots army of engaged activists because like me, many people have just sat back for years and just trusted the government to operate. And I'm sure you've heard this as I'm sure I've said it, is all I can do is vote. And then you go to the voting booth and vote for the name that you recognize and hope that you check the box next to a name that didn't look dishonest. I mean, how do you judge voting for judges? How do you judge voting for people that you don't know really anything about unless they've knocked on your door or campaigned with you? But uh, most people aren't activists. They trust their elected officials to represent them. But our voices have been drowned out, especially in the last decade. And so Convention of States uh, is an army of volunteers across the country. We have over five million petition signers. And what that is, uh, Article 5 in the United States Constitution is a tool that allows us to fix the Constitution by using the Constitution. It's not an extra constitutional uh, method. It's not an unknown method. There's a history to it. There are histories of conventions in the United States, and there are uh, there's a lot of case law on it. In fact, uh, even though you can't see it, the audience can't see it. John Taylor's holding a book called The Law of Article 5. So there, uh, there is a lot of law about, about it. And what it does, what, what we are trying to do is pass consistent resolutions that call for a convention of the states to propose amendments to the United States Constitution. And the scope of the call is limited to three topics. It's to, for term limits for federal officials, and that would include the judiciary and the United States Supreme Court, uh, for fiscal restraints on the federal government, and then to limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. So if the topic comes within the scope of that particular call, uh, the Convention of States once the convention is called, can propose amendments on any of those topics. And term limits, balanced budget, uh, other fiscal restraints, because balanced budget, there's ways to fudge on balanced budget. Every state has a balanced bud- a budget amendment, but they don't balance their budgets because there's ways to work around it. Mm. So uh, in any event, that's what we've done. If 15 states have passed it. It is active in... Um, I can't tell you the exact number today, but I listened to a hearing in Nebraska and Montana yesterday, and it's been filed in even the bluest of blue states, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, uh, and it's active across the country, and the volunteers are active uh, in all 50 states. And so we're getting people to sign the petition, which outlines those three goals that I just mentioned, and that uh, when you sign the petition, it goes to your state representative and your Um, state senator it's not controlled by the federal government it's controlled by the state legislatures and the whole point is to bring government back to the people where it belongs where the people and the state legislators created the federal government 
the federal government is overbearing at this point, in my humble opinion. I, I bet you're not very popular at the Capitol with this type of idea with, with term limits and lawmakers that are there. Um, that, that just seems to be um, a lot of pushback there, I would think. There is, certainly not on the national level. They're not going to term limit themselves. Uh, Senator right. Ted Cruz has introduced bills several times to for term limits, and they're not going to vote to limit themselves. And the state legislators uh, actually do support it. Uh, in Tennessee, in particular, they did because it passed in 2016. But um, some state legislators don't because they have an eye on a higher office, possibly, and they don't want to set themselves up to have a term limit. Uh, and then also the common expression that you hear is that elections are term limits. Hmm. Then how do you end up in Congress for 40 years? Because people just vote for the same name. It depends on the state, like California, where you, it's no longer, a re- California's no longer a republic. It's just a democracy, so 51%. And the Demo- there are no Republican primaries in California, so that's how you end up with a Democrat for 40 years in office. Um, in any event... No one should be serving that it wasn't supposed to be a lifelong job. And so the term limits uh, will help bring government back to the people because we can replace those people. And uh, and also you need to have it closer. The issues need to be local. We want our state lawmakers to make decisions for us. Yesterday, a firm argument by a volunteer in Nebraska to the the committee that was hearing it uh, said, I want you, I elected you to represent me, and you know what's going on in our state. One size does not fit all. That's why there's so much turmoil currently, I believe, in this country, is because we're trying to force everything top down across all 50 states. What works in Tennessee does not work in California, and definitely stuff from California would never work in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or in New York, for for example, it well, just and, doesn't work. And you're, you're seeing um, from from several states, you're seeing a mass exodus, especially um, amid COVID going on in into states like Tennessee right. and and Texas, uh, the top two states where um, people have moved in the last year. I remember seeing a, a story about that here this week. Mike, uh, any comments here? Well, no, I, I, I agree with everything she's saying. You know, I was just, um, uh, I think there, where are we at? Is it, uh, how many states right now, Ramona? Do you know on the term limits, is it, we haven't hit, if we, how many, we haven't hit 34 yet, have we? No. How many, where we're, we're at? We're still at 15. We have 15 that passed. Of course, the legislatures weren't active last year, so we lost a year due to COVID. Uh, but we do have it pending in several states right now. What's the outlook? I mean, were you got were you were able to get to the two thirds? I mean, what's the time frame? It's so hard to tell. It depends on yeah. the limitations that the uh, you know certain states are placing upon their legislatures, where they're not open to the public any longer, and where yeah. they're limiting what uh, bills can be considered because of short sessions. So yeah. we're looking at we were optimistic for at least five states this session because people have been chomping at the bit to get back in. And every time something is mandated out of Washington, D.C., our petition signers increase. And I I noticed it substantially uh, just around the election time. We've had an influx of volunteers of people saying, yes, that's a tool that we need, that the founders gave us to use the Constitution to rein in the federal government that's out of control. Uh, I think it is out of control. It is, no doubt. 
uh, Ramona DeSalvo is is with us today, and John Taylor with uh, Convention of States. And um, I, I have heard this in the past, and I think maybe a lot of people think um, that if you open up for convention and 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 would consider various things to to change the constitution that that opens up a can of worms but we've done it before so kind of explain maybe the misconceptions with that well the misconception is it's an exceedingly high bar to amend the constitution um article five has two provisions to amend it one is that congress does it and the other one is that state conventions can be called to propose amendments. You need 34 states to call the convention in the first place just to talk about the proposals. Mm. And then once uh, one or more amendments uh, that are proposed must fall within the scope of the call. And so the scope of the call that we outlined uh, does not include crazy things like reinstituting slavery, denying women the right to vote, or disarming the entire country. That's not even within the scope. And, and even if it were, was, think about this for a moment, it takes 38 states to ratify it. So who's gonna ratify anything crazy? Right. And there are only 13 states that could reject it. And so it's extremely high bar. And uh, I also wanna add, if you don't mind that, this is the reason why the Convention of States project's proposal, the resolution with the three pillars that I described, uh, is will be more effective than some of the other groups that are out there. Uh, for example, U.S. term limits or the Balanced Budget Amendment Task Force. Those are single topics. If we're going to go through all this trouble and all this work in expense of getting these states together, let's make it productive and get as much done as we can you know, within the scope of the call. Mm -hmm. So yes, let's do term limits, balanced budget possibly, but then let's rein in that fourth branch of government, the administrative branch that has controlled everything from our toilets to our light bulbs. To, and I'm furious about my washing machine that doesn't wash anymore because it's high efficiency as mandated by the federal government. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, to circle back to that just a little bit, at a convention, you can't just have different states bring in their laundry list to, to use the, your washing machine there of things that they would like to see done. And, you know, then there are 15 amendments to the Constitution. That's not how it works. You have to be within the scope of your platform is what you're saying. Here. That's correct. Okay. I think that's important uh, to, to realize. Now, John, you've been awfully quiet for a rah-rah guy. So I wanted to add to that. That uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, wanted to add to that that uh, uh, when the state passes a resolution, which Tennessee passed back in uh, 2016, the Senate passed uh, in the House, Senate passed it in 2015. Many of our legislators in uh, Rutherford County that were on board uh, at that time uh, voted for it. I think it was uh, uh, five out of the six that were. Uh, here in Rutherford County voted for uh, for the passage of the resolution but the resolution in every state has to be the same because once the resolution is passed in the state then it is forwarded on to the uh, clerk in uh, Congress and when the 34th, 34th state has passed it then the clerk aggregates all of those resolutions and all of those resolutions have to be word for word the same 
resolution. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, uh, Ramona, but I, I think that is uh, uh, the case. So there's even a high bar just to call a convention. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, if you watch, and you can go to uh, conventionofstates.com and sign the petition there, please. Uh, but also you can watch the hearings that take place across the country. And it is, it, it's it's mind-boggling some of the uh, uh, the arguments that come up for and against. Mm -hmm. uh, on the for side, uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't believe the uh, passion that is exhibited by the everyday uh, citizen that comes forward to testify. And then when you have somebody like uh, Ramona or the founder uh, Mark Meckler come forward to testify then you you see the cream of the crop testifying there but the passion is there amongst the uh, the fellow citizens if you will mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I said all that to say that there's even a high bar to even calling a convention but self-governance is uh, making sure that uh, uh, government remains as close to the local community as possible that's where self-governance starts, and that's what Convention of States is uh, is portraying, and uh, Convention of States is uh, uh, bringing folks on to be mm -hmm. self-governing activists. Ramona, what what are the two or three top um, arguments against this effort in in states? I'm, I'm sure that there's a concerted effort uh, to to stop that so you know what, what are the uh top few um against items if you will that that you're having to battle some maybe some misinformation about the runaway convention is the number one is that we have no idea what's going to happen it'll be out of control and you're we're going to throw out the constitution and rewrite it if you read article five there's nothing about throwing out the constitution it only allows you to amend it so, um, and there's also an argument about it being um, the original uh, con constitutional convention was a runaway convention. Well, it actually wasn't if you read the history on it, and we got the United States Constitution out of it, so it was a pretty good deal. Um, one of the other arguments about it is that you know California and New York will take over and they'll send too many delegates, and, or it, what they're actually called commissioners. And the middle states, the flyover country, will be drowned out like they are uh, now. But the answer to that is, no, it's one state, one vote. There's a history of conventions that started in 17, even before 1787, uh, uh, where there, the rules have been figured out in the past. Now, we haven't had a convention of states, but we have had a convention of states when it ca came to uh, adopting the 21st Amendment, which was prohibition, and the states became active and got together, called state conventions, and the reason they did that is because they wanted to quickly repeal prohibition, and the states acted more quickly than Congress was going to. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think those are the two primary arguments in the whole thing about being unknown, but the state legislatures have control over that. They send their commissioners, they can send them with instructions, they can follow statutes. Tennessee, like many other states, has a faithful commissioner law. They have to follow the rules or they get kicked out. And it's a felony in Tennessee if you violate your instructions as a commissioner. 
So there are, it's controlled by the state legislatures. And largely the arguments are based on uh, ignorance, I hate to say that, of not reading the case law, not reading the history, or cherry-picking certain phrases out of mm -hmm. it to make it work for a particular uh, viewpoint. Uh, in our final bit of time here, uh, and, and either one or, or both jump in and, and tell our listeners out there how they can find out more, how they can become involved and, um, and, and uh, with Convention of States. So, well, since I'm the rah-rah guy, <laughs> uh, go to the uh, conventionofstates.com website, and under the uh, Take Action tab, there are uh, areas that you can uh, become involved in. And uh, I would encourage anybody that is just learning about Convention of States uh, to go to the volunteer uh, section and fill out the survey there uh, or uh, review the survey there and see if Convention of States is right for you. Uh, there's eight questions there. They're uh, yes and no questions, but they're questions about uh, uh, would you like to uh, uh, meet with your state legislator? Would you like to email your state legislator? Would you like to uh, send them a, a handwritten note? Uh, would you like to recruit for Convention of States? Uh, would you like to host uh, a meeting where uh, uh, state leaders can present Convention of States. So it's again, we try to make it as as easy as possible for for folks to come in and find out and and get educated on Convention of States. Convention of States has prepared 17 uh, courses that uh, will explain to you uh, what uh, Convention of States is all about and uh, the the law from from uh, how a convention is uh, uh, is brought together and uh, uh, the resolution that has to be passed by 34 states. So uh, it's just a, a plethora of information. All you have to do is take advantage of it. And that's at conventionofstates.com. Go fill out the volunteer application and somebody from the state will be, uh, be giving you a call and uh, um, interviewing you as a new uh, volunteer with Convention of States. Very good. Uh, any final words, Ramona, from you? Yes, Convention, thank you for asking. <laughs> convention of States, uh, in partnership with Patriot Academy, also has created a course called Constitutional Live and Biblical Citizenship. These courses are free, and it's to help people learn about the Constitution and the founding of our country, which education in our country is seriously lacking at this point. So, uh, yeah, no, there are not three chambers of government, as we've heard on the news from s someone. Uh, but in any event, Patri patriotacademy.com, find a class. It's being offered here. Uh, I'm co-hosting it. It's at Grace Lutheran Church on uh, 811 East Clark Street, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11. It started this past week. It's a six-week course. You can join at any time. It's patriotacademy.com, and that's brought to you by Patriot Academy and Convention Estate at no cost, and there's even a free digital workbook that goes with it for anyone who wants to participate. You can come live, or you can participate by Zoom. Oh, great. Uh, and uh, again, you can find out more at uh, patriotacademy.com. I actually went to the registration page. It's very easy. You scroll down to find a class and choose your state, and uh, the, the uh, Murfreesboro offering is right there. Mike, uh, final words from you as we wrap up. 
No, I think this is important. I mean, folks, just think about this. It's not political, but Nancy Pelosi's been in office 34 years. She's worth $88 million. Biden's been in office, what, over 40 years. Um, you know, it's not a Republican-Democrat issue, but uh, this is really important, not just for our generation, but for our for the next generation. So thank you, John and Ramon and Brian, for, for y'all's efforts here. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you all for being here today. Brian, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here at the uh, Good Neighbor Station. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. And uh, John Taylor and Ramona DeSalvo joining us from Convention of States. And that will conclude our program. Don't forget, if you missed any part of it, came in a little late, uh, check the podcast section at WGNSRadio.com under Rutherford Issues, and you can listen back there.